Okay. Is that good? Yep. Okay. Let's do it. Aaron, how are you? Good to see you, man. Good. How about yourself, George? All right. Yeah. We're get virtually we're as it. always these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's the way we do it. We're uh, the the new issue of the magazine is nearly done. I am um, I'm editing. The, we have like the laid out copy now, and everything's good. But dude, you might be getting me into some uh, some hot water with your rear spoiler column. Well, actually, let's hold on. Let's back up for a second. Most people may not know who you are, believe yeah. it or not. So why don't we why don't we say that first? Is this in? <laughs> Hello. My name is Aaron Plant and I'm the rear spoiler. So for those who read the magazine, do I get my my what? <laughs> What's that? I was say do I get my my token now now that I've uh, admitted my guilt? I think so. Isn't that the so. first step? <laughs> I don't know my jokes. I've not been through one of the programs. I don't know if that means that I need one or if I, uh, that I'm free and clear of them. But <laughs> you probably need one. Probably so. So, so for those who don't know, Aaron does the column in the back of uh, the magazine uh, called Rear Spoiler because back of the book and a little bit more sassy. Would you say <laughs> than the, the rest of the book typically? The term sassy comes to mind. <laughs> yeah. It's a good Cynical, SNL uh, classic. And so this issue is um, big news in the book is Etron, well, big news everywhere for Audi is Etron GT. And that's kind of the subject of your, um, of your focus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we know the Etron has had uh, quite a, a busy past in terms of what Etron means, meant, and will mean into the future. So, um, you know, I am first and foremost uh, an, an Audiophile, uh, a big Audi, a Audi enthusiast to the core, but that doesn't mean we can't, you know, be a little critical and turn that lens back onto uh, our favorite brand with the four rings every once in a while. And I, I think, um, the recent nomen use of the nomenclature in e-tron is uh has some confusing elements to it and i thought we'd dive into that a bit and and take a look at the as we we wrapped up the book i gotta say i i can't say entirely disagree with you but but uh you know always have to be careful since we're a brand focused book and and um being critical you're always going to get some some people who critique your critique if you will it's so um all all in love all in love. I would uh, gladly take any of the Etron badged vehicles uh, at any time, should they magically appear in my driveway to help curb my opinion. Otherwise, well, we have one. It's my wife's. You can't have it. <laughs> so uh, you, okay. you can take it out of her, pry it out of her cold dead hands because uh, she loves it. But um, we'll t uh, shall we, instead of keeping people in suspense, do you want to summarize your uh, your piece or shall I? interesting to hear how you would summarize it, but I, I would summarize it saying that um, the e-tron label uh, should uh, clarify what, what it aims to be in terms of, uh, in terms of the brand, uh, say using it partially for vehicles, partially for concepts, and partially as a uh, mobility track, right, electric power, uh, 
and and really you know figure what that is and then then use that as the brand to uh, stop confusing customers. And I may add, having watched a ton of uh, Etron GT uh, videos from automotive journalists, they're quite confused too. Some of them don't even know that they're not pronouncing the car's name correctly. Uh, which to me would be a, would be a brand issue. If if I were Audi, I would think that was something we'd we'd want to correct and make sure it was easy to understand. So so let's back up a second. Um, the uh, part of this came from a conversation of uh, what's going on in the auto industry. Model names are kind yeah. of a, a mess to begin with, and this is across the industry. So like you know the old days of like go to our friends at BMW. Brand B, the 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 330i is no longer in the old days. It, you know, it was an, an unwritten code, right? Like a yeah. You, you said 330 to a nerd, and a nerd would know it's a three series, three liter. Three liter, right? Maybe it's an XI, IX, yep. whatever, and that meant all wheel drive and injection. But today, a 330, yeah, yeah. C, today, yeah. Today's a uh, a 320, or a, sorry, a 330 it is a 320. Actually, it's a three uh, two liter four cylinder turbo. Right. So like the engineers lost that battle, right? <laughs> so the marketing yeah. people were like, yeah, we won. People will perceive value, <laughs> but, but uh, at what cost? Right. So, so, um, and, and then the other side of this is the electrics are even more messed up, if you will. Like you start with, with, with Tesla and you have this model S, I guess for sedan and X for crossover, I'm guessing three for, three uh, I don't know. Smaller. No clue. No, model three don't know what that means and then truck just or pickup. Right. i don't even know what are they <laughs> what they call on that thing but um doom wedge of the future yeah, not quite bulletproof bulletproof uh, right. <laughs> but, but, but uh and then you get to like the ford and their mustang uh mach uh, e uh, the not mustang mustang yeah i think it would be cooler if it were just must or mach e drop the horse yeah yeah. Totally just Mustang or Maki. Leave the Mustang for the Mustang. I don't know. And then a little closer to home, Porsche, the Tycon Turbo, which doesn't yes. have a turbo. Nope. So so what are faster. we? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> shall we go to what Etron means? Should should we let's let's go back into the archives the and do a do a little bit of uh of Etron research here. I think it's I think it's worth it. So, do, do you know? I mean, I'm talking about what the uh, the other meaning for Etron. <laughs> are you oh, Are you aware? Yes, uh, en français. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be Quebecois. I think it might just be a <laughs> Canadian thing, is what I've okay. heard. But if you Google Translate Etron minus the and dash, you, you can figure it out. Yeah, you could you could go Google it right now and then. Click the button over here. That's what they yeah. do on these shows. Uh, there's no button because we're not that sophisticated yet. We could barely even get our screens on. We're not even sure if this is recording. Um, but this will be you know, audio. We'll get there. This yeah. is just the start. Podcast before podcast, I guess. Yes. So you were gonna go through the Etron history? Yeah, I think it's I think it's worth it. A, a quick tour if I now. Actually, there is something now in that corner. Whoa. Um, yeah. So the history of e-tron starts humbly uh, with the 2009 e-tron concept. This is the dubbed the Frankfurt version because 
it premiered at the Frankfurt Auto Show. Uh, but quickly, right behind the heels was actually the 2010 e-tron concept uh, at the Detroit Auto Show. Interesting thing about these two cars is different powertrains. I think this one was a hybrid. I think it had a diesel and, and electric engines. And, and this one was just full electric. Um, so, so they're actually pretty different cars, right? Uh, yeah, so the, the red one you're looking at is based on the RE. Um, they yes. took an RE chassis right. and they, it's a they build it smaller. Map. Yeah, yeah. And if I remember correctly, because nobody ever really confirmed this officially, but yeah. if I remember correctly, the proportions are on are different on that one. And the reason for it is because it was more the small uh, MQB, uh, or they were okay. experimenting with like an, uh, um, even though it almost looks like an Aston Martin kind of front heavy. Yeah. Um, yep. it, it, it was actually the mem and as I recall, the MQB mid or like they were working on like a mid engine Volkswagen had like a roadster. Uh, there would be later the probably later in your list. Another one that's also on that MQB mid. Um, the spider. Yeah. So. Yes. No. Yeah. That one. Yes. So. Paris, the spider, yeah. So this is similar to the Detroit one, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, just from uh, what underpins them, they start started with some of the yeah. the component well, sets, but it, a lot of those component sets are from like when they were expanding with doing a, a mid-engine transverse. Uh, yeah. Were it to have an engine, it'd be, of course, being electric. I think that one was full electric too, wasn't it? Yes, I believe if I if Wikipedia is correct. Right. Um, but between those two, though, was actually an A1 e-tron concept this is that in 2010 at geneva i i mean looks like an a1 um, other one. than you did this i did so what was cool what was cool about it was it's a plug-in hybrid and uh the the range extender is a rotary like the old nsus or like Monster, oh right? yep yep but, but, rotary but engine not back to nsu but what's great about a rotary is it's so silent and and there's no vibration that you really couldn't feel when the range extender came on to charge the battery. Uh, and it could okay. just, because it wasn't hooked up to the drivetrain, it wasn't a matter of torque or anything. It was just a matter of generating electricity with. Yeah. The... Neat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, in between they, they stuck this and, you know, to Audi's credit, they along the way doing the hydrogen experimentation and all the other kind of fuel sourcing. So they've, they've, uh, They've got all kinds of, I think, weren't they called H-trons or G-trons or there was other they, trons at the time? There are, I, they're, uh, yeah, natural gas and hydrogen power. I yeah, think they actually yeah. sold the G-trons. I don't know if they ever sold the H-tron. Yeah, I think they did in what, in Europe, right? Because they had, they had yeah. some infrastructure that they, that they put up there. Um, so yeah, we talked about the other concept. Then we move into the 2011 a3 e-tron all electric that's on the left and the 2013 a3 e-tron plug-in hybrid i got to drive that in la i happened to be in town and they were doing that promo where they're just putting you know putting people in cars to, to give right. them give them some experience so that was that was pretty neat you know at the time um i hadn't even known that there was an all-electric version of that earlier um and i don't know much i mean you can see the body styles uh were were a little different. Uh, so I think there was a, what a front facelift or something in between those so those few years there. So the, um, what is it, 8L? The white one is the earlier A3. 
right? Like the it would have been the yes. Mark Five, yeah. If you're if you're talking Volkswagen generations, yeah. The same as the TT Mark II or ish, right? That chassis, and then um, the red one was the uh, was the HA, I think, but the the MQB A3, and that was production. So the the one on the left, uh, the white one was not produced. It was just a design study, if you will, or or development study. And the red, the red one, that might be the concept version that was shown first in the, in your photo, but that they actually yeah. produced those and sold them here yep. in the U S and what range, if you went pure electric was only about 15 miles. It wasn't great, but it was still, you could run pure electric and charge right. it. That was kind of cool too, because you would like plug yes. it in behind the, the rings, right? The rings moved to the side. And... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was, that was pretty cool. And they, you know, you had the charger pack in the back, which which yeah. fit underneath, I think, the um, the bed. Uh, I mean, it had felt like an A3, you know, in terms yeah. of performance, it didn't, it didn't feel like a dog or anything. Uh, and you really, yeah, you could, it would tell you whether, what mode it was in, but from a driving experience, but you couldn't, you know, I, I th it couldn't really tell. I thought they had done quite a good job there. So, so I, that was the first, what I, what I think of as the first models that you could actually touch as a consumer, right? The other ones right. involved been kind of bespoke or demos. This is kind of the first one you could really actually use from a consumer market in the in in North America at least. Sure. Uh, then next up is the R8 e-tron. So I had to throw in a Marvel reference here. So that's that's Stark's uh, e-tron from Iron Man 3. He had two of them because he his all got wrecked. Uh, in the explosion. But uh, anyway, yeah, they, they use at least two of those cars in production, uh, probably several versions of it. And uh, yeah, basically, I mean, this was a properly, you know, badged R8 with with e-tron uh, powertrain. They had running prototypes of those that you'd see like executives driving around Ingolstadt and stuff, but they never actually sold those. The market. Yeah, and they didn't, I guess they never made it here. Did they make it here? Uh, any of those prototypes? Not that I'm aware of. The, the if it's a mark, if it's a like the first gen R8, the uh, they never produced it for the public, so nothing but internal mules would have been like you used to see them parked at like the Audi Forum Ingolstadt. I know some of the like the board members and stuff yeah. would drive them, but they never actually sold them to the public. And then I assume probably later in your list, you've got the Mark II R8, um, perhaps, maybe. I might not actually. It's blue. Let's go find out. And I think they produced. Uh, um, no, no. I got gotcha. you. Did I stop what you? What year was that? Um, you it got, was, yeah, you got me. Whoa! Uh, they showed it when they showed the Mark II R8 for, for the first time. They showed um, a, a, a internal combustion engine R8, like the early Mark II. They showed an e-tron and they showed the LMS GT3 all at the same auto show. And this is probably like 2016, maybe. And they built only in Europe. They didn't import them. It was electric only. It didn't have very big range. And it was, it's blue with like some kind of funky looking carbon fibers looking wheels. Yep, I got it. I got it. And and depending uh -huh. on who you ask, I think I don't think they were supposed to make more than a couple hundred of them, but I've heard a rumor internally that they may have been produced in like the single digit uh, quantities. So, I don't know if you know the rumor's true, but fewer than but, a, fewer than a hundred units, it says. Yeah. End of production run. Might have been fewer than. 
might have been fewer than 10 units but <laughs> according to the guy who talked to me he might have just been talking smack who knows he didn't work for yeah, bmw i know that <laughs> but, <laughs> all right possibly yeah. they added a zero um but that that kind of concludes the prototypey stuff and then we get into what we what we think of now right now we're thinking with e-tron and we've got our uh 2018 e-tron i put suv in parentheses because it used you know it was never referred as the suv until the sportback came along i presume uh, yeah. so they could differentiate themselves and then of course we not only have an e-tron but an e-tron s suv uh, um so that's uh and, and s is I think it's fair to say would you S is equivalent to what we think of an S here it, 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 with the with the combustion engines in terms so. of what you know perform you know the performance increase as it compares to you know an NA or Q and uh, you know between the RS and the and the A slash Q. I would say safe to say. I would say yes. It's probably a little more like the because of the the modular nature of the Etron fenders it actually has little flares not like the not the full-on molded like craziness that rs cars have right like the yeah. full-on de dedicated panels but like it's still a cool look and it's got um it's got the third motor in the back which means they actually beat yep uh, for a while they beat tesla with plaid uh to to market so being able to overdrive that that uh with that outer wheel to sort of induce oversteer and drift a little bit um it's it's not exactly i think from a performance standpoint it's not exactly like the craziest like it it, it won't beat a straight line model x like whatever the highest craziest model x is so that yeah. would probably be were there ever to be an rs e-tron that would probably be um you know there's room to go above it i guess you know yeah unique yeah. panels crazier motor or whatever but like um so yeah i think that's a fitting s it's still e-tron it's, it's a performance boost right there's a little bit of body kit difference yeah. um it's the smaller picture here so it's probably hard to see but uh they are it's, you know you can tell them apart put it that way yeah yeah definitely i would say not to spoil where this conversation i think may lead but is it weird that um the s is a suffix or like well, here at Rear Spoiler, <laughs> that's exactly what we do is we spoil things. So, uh, yeah. So, which yeah, is like everywhere tuned, else. SQ5, S S5, S4. It's a prefix, not a suffix. Yes, here it's a it's a suffix. Uh, it's an etron S, and um, so we'll move along here to, <laughs> and again, sandwiched in between is the China only 2019 q2 l e-tron uh i don't know much about this car other than they felt they needed to do it for the china is chinese it, market in particular is it pure um, electric or is it hybrid it do we know I, I can tell you in a second here it is all electric long wheelbase variant of the compact q2 i wonder if it's not like because m uh, q two is mqb so like this is similar to like what's a3 or q3 that mm -hmm. we have today the only full electric drivetrain i know that runs on that platform is e-golf like because like the when you're at that level right they do a lot of drivetrain sharing so like the a3 e-tron is like basically like the golf gte in europe 
So like the mm -hmm. electric hybrid GTI, that's yeah. what we got in our, it's the 1.4 liter with the TFSI with the hybrid. If this is full electric, I wonder if it's like that e-golf drivetrain, which not isn't terribly fast, nor big range in the golf. So like in this thing, which is probably heavier and of course seats more people. Yeah. Probably even heavier and less range, but. It says 38 kilowatt lithium ion from a Chinese supplier. Okay. 200, 165 mile range and top speed of 150 kilo, kilometers per hour. So 165 is pretty good. I think the Eagle's only yeah. like one, one, one twenty. So like, I don't know. I don't know my power ratings on the Eagle. So I couldn't oh, yeah. compare that. So anyway, there it is sandwiched between it's always, there's always, they do this kind of weird off. And then I had to throw in the RSQ e-tron again, just keep the alphabet soup in mind, but this was a, concept car used in a, a a cartoon but i guess it's not a cartoon because it's cgi right but um yeah. anyway it was made specifically for that for that movie uh spies in disguise starring will smith um and tom holland and uh yeah it actually has some pretty cool scenes there's there's a deleted scene with a much longer chase scene of this oh, really? of this car using more gadgets it's actually pretty pretty neat yeah you can find it on youtube uh, if you if you search deleted scenes rsq but um yeah as a really really cool concept um i don't know is there rumors of using pieces of this of this becoming something else um, i don't think so in the future? I, think, I think they made a big deal when it came out of it being like the first yeah like for the first car company to create a car for a cgi movie so like it wasn't like the you know the Pixar animators who designed the car, but it was right. I don't think it's right. a Pixar movie, was it? I think it was uh, no. DreamWorks, uh, maybe. Um, whomever made it, like it wasn't like the artist from that production company designing the car. Right. It was Audi designers right. giving them the design then to use. So it's kind of a real car, not a real car. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? It's well, it's like our life. It's the it's a completely hundred percent virtual vehicle. Right. Right. Uh, made for Zoom. Yeah. Doesn't live in in the flesh uh or in the sheet metal at all um but it was it was a cool idea and it's also i think uh, although i haven't seen any confirmation a throwback to the the rs um or, or the what was it the um irobot audi oh th that was just the rsq minus the e rsq right just yeah. the rsq so will smith started that also uh yeah. kind of a similar personality and role so I, it felt like it was you know a throwback to that as well so it exists in the cyberverse uh this one is real and it's our 2020 e-tron sportback and of course the e-tron s sportback so uh when you say e-tron you can start to see how this is coming together where i'm heading here so if i say i i'm i own an e-tron what do i own um i mean at first you would think it's the e-tron that that your wife owns because I didn't say SUV, but I didn't have to say SUV, but now I guess you'd have to say SUV. Otherwise, yeah. do we assume it's e-tron Sportback or e-tron so, SUV? So his, historically, or, here's the thing that I think they tried to model after, I think, but I'm not sure, is that like in the 1980s or late 70s, Audi's kind of hatching this idea for the Urquattro, right? Yeah. So it's going to be this thing that launches all wheel drive is like this sort of underlying theme to the brand if successful. And so they launch it as the Quattro and then 
within just a few model years, Quattro is as an as a drivetrain and as a name is underpinning everything, right? So you've got five thousand Quattro if you're in the United States, in Europe it's you know eighty, not one hundred, ninety, whatever, and then like Quattro just becomes this ubiquitous everywhere name because of the nature of the technology kind of permeating into everything. Right. And it's almost like somebody was like, let me back up for a second. I love the Ur Quattro, but from a naming standpoint, it's, you need that Ur, like Ur meaning original in German, which is the history yep. there, right? Like, like you need that, like that, that Ur there to specify what it is, because if you just say Quattro, you don't even know. And, and, so somebody looked at that model, which I thought was, you know, this comes from an infant, like a brand, even though Audi was like, you know, nearly one or what, probably 80 years old by the time that launches as a brand, it was still just kind of relaunching itself in its post-war yeah. era. So, right. so it really was in its infancy as a brand in that regard from a marketing and, and formulaic, you know, brand lexicon standpoint, right? Yep. And, yep. and so Quattro being called just Quattro, and in the early days, it was even confusing as to like, is it capitalized? The British say it is, everybody else right. says it's not, or at least the Germans. And then uh, it's just, it's it's absolutely, um, fr from a formulaic like OCD standpoint, it's a bit of a train wreck because you don't know what it is unless you, you know, it is the original kind of, when you think Quattro, it's the the proto, the, you know, the, yeah. the be all end all, you know, where it all started. So maybe they were thinking that, but it's like some marketing person went and was like, we're going to get this e-tron thing going. Let's start with that and just do the same thing like all over again. Like, take none of the lessons we learned with Quattro and just right, just uh, call it the e-tron. Yeah. So, and I, I agree. I think it feels like it was an unintended consequence, right? Quattro brand permeating into a powertrain uh, from, from the name of the car and yeah. It feels, you know, it's nostalgia always brings positive attitude, right? You don't nostalgically remember horrible things. So I think, you know, it's everyone or the, the Audi fans are going to see Quattro. It's probably the first thing they think if you're a fan is, is there or Quattro. But, you know, if you put yourself back into the, the 80s uh, and the chaos that it, it had to have caused in terms of branding and recognition, especially when, like you said, the brand was coming out of, you know, the Volkswagen ownership and finally kind of getting its getting its wheels uh in the dirt pun intended and started to to get moving you know you could see how that would cause confusion for someone going to get their grocery getter and they they want to get an avant and they're getting it with quattro and they drive it home and the uh, husband's like dude i thought we were getting a quattro and uh yeah. what's you know now i got a i got a long roof which is cool but you know not quite the same thing as as a quattro. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah this box layer rally homologated actually right there the <laughs> the, yeah, the FIA right. homologation uh, form for their or quattro. But like you have this like homologated crazy car like that was you know Porsche nine eleven money when it was new. Uh, right. And then you have Ferris Bueller's dad who's like, yeah, I have an or quattro or I have a quattro right. too, right? <laughs> like no, you right. don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it but, was uh, a, he did have a, actually mom did, right? An Audi 5000 S turbo. I it think was, it was dad. Was mom had a K car. Mom had oh, a yeah, K car the, wagon with wood siding. But the license plate said M mom, Mr. Right. M mom was the license yeah, plate. Yeah, that's on. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So it, yeah, it feels like, and again, you know, I, I haven't, uh, haven't asked anybody, but it just, it, 
it feels like one of two possibilities. Uh, one, you know, they, I think they, it feels like two, if you listen or look at the interviews that they're kind of walking back from it a bit, but that, um, you know, we intentionally wanted to, to, to brand e-tron uh, in the spirit of Quattro, um, but kind of not recalling the issues that caused from, from a marketing and branding standpoint, but, you know, there's certainly a cool factor there. Um, or they, they really just kind of went into the saying the e-tron e is, uh, is going to uh, be the car. And then we came up with a bunch of other e-tron models and kind of got stuck in their own trap. Yeah. I, I feel like it's the former. I feel like they were trying to enhance the, grab the spirit of Quattro because electric is the next biggest thing, just like all wheel drive was the last big thing. But it, it feels like it was the ill-conceived plan because of the confusion that it causes, you know, customers and, and the automotive journalists as a whole. It seems like, like, if you look at the branding, right, they took that, that kind of very unique 80s sort of uh, font, right? Like the Quattro script, right? Like mm -hmm. the, the lowercase, yeah. the, 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 and they made the, e from, almost from the very beginning, and I think maybe from the very beginning, they made the e-tron logo in that same sort of foundational font, right? That's so, when you talk about foundational tech, it's rare that they use it, but they used it there. And um, so that's all cool. And it, I think it makes sense. But like, the, the other problem here is that like, on one hand, early on, they're not being like, it's on a hybrid. Now it seems to be electric only, like the hybrids are right. TFSIE, um, not e-tron. Even right. though the so like the, the A3 that was sold here as an A3 e-tron would probably be in today's brand speak. A hybrid tfsi yeah and then yeah. whatever yeah and that's the other side like they, they're giving these art well we <laughs> get to that in a minute but they're giving these that's arbitrary the, power numbers that right. it's kind of like i bagged on bmw or you know earlier on by calling the 330 or, or two liter a 330 but like in fairness audi's going to this it, arbitrary number thing too that like a855 versus the a850 you know my wife's e-tron is is a 55 i mean it's not and it's not in the us but in germany it's an e-tron 55 so it's it's i guess supposed to rate up along a certain power level a power band yeah 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 but it's it's hard to follow well let me but they don't explain it and it doesn't map to an engine right it doesn't yeah, map yeah. to a liter or or, or no. a kilowatt or whatever you know it's, it doesn't map to anything it's 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 just arbitrary start and stop numbering yeah. system let, let's come back to that for a minute. We'll get to the, we'll get to the arbitrary number thing in a minute, but let's go back to the original e-tron because I think there's probably something worth covering here is that like the Ur Quattro was the Ur Quattro. There was no like Quattro concept ahead of time. There was no, you know, kind of right. Quattro. Well, I guess there was like with the TKW Munga <laughs> or whatever, but like there wasn't like any, there, there wasn't any kind of soft lead up to, right? So the question is if there's an e-tron. Yeah what's the ur e-tron is it is it what my wife yeah. drives which is let's say it i love it it's a great vehicle but it's a mid-size crossover so it's not exactly sex on wheels right, right? it's a very sexy right. mid-size exactly. crossover but it's but it's not like an r8 so then you have you know is the original is the r8 mark ii that they actually sold the ur e-tron here in the us is the a3 hybrid right the Ur Etron, or is it that red concept car from what two thousand nine? That's the Ur Etron. Right. And if that's this the Ur Etron, this is the challenge. 
Yeah, and if that's their e-tron, why can't my e-tron, my wife's car, be called like something? The e-tron Avant. The, right. I mean, if the if one's the Sportback, like the A7, then is the other one the Avant, like the long roof? I because it is a long roof, but it's for you probably have as much as you and I are sitting here complaining. You probably have every Avant nerd out there if they called that thing an Avant, probably head on fire. Yeah, they'd right, wanting right. to get in on this call, <laughs> and, and you know. They probably should because yeah it is it is a crossover right which is yeah. a, another kind of a weird category of car just in general uh that's that's across the market space though so that's yeah so that's one of the problems with what i think happened or you know my theory on it is if they intended to recreate the the kind of the greatness and platform moving of of what uh, quattro did for the brand they they shouldn't have had five years of e-tron stuff they were dabbling in in concept and low production volumes ahead of time because then kind of take you can't have that or right. e-tron it, i i would have liked somebody like somebody people are gonna want it exactly when the marketing person came ahead like when the, they're about to launch this suv that i own which is the greatest view but they're about to launch it and somebody goes let's call it the e-tron like we just e-tron like we did with the quattro just quattro i would have liked somebody in the room to be like um hey we that would have been a cool idea in like you know 2009 but we've already had so right. many versions of it at this point it's just gonna be really confusing and also it's yeah. not a homologation special right? like it's it's not it's a really right. great crossover i just had it at pottery barton and brought home a ton of like like boxed up patio furniture in the back of that thing. It's amazing what it'll carry. It's a great vehicle. It's not an Urquattro. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and then we haven't even gone into motorsports where since 2013, they started, they threw e-tron and Quattro on the, on the LMP1 R18. So. Which I uh, thought was brilliant. Cause that it was built in the middle brand. of all this. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah, which yeah. is, and it was probably a stretch to call it because it, it uh, maybe later it became a battery, but early on it was like a flybrid, right? So you have this vacuum, yes, yes, yeah. flywheel in a vacuum that spins. So when you brake, Tom Christensen brakes, the energy gets recaptured and it spins that flywheel. And when he goes out the next corner and hits the next straight and hits the gas, it releases the the kinetic energy and goes. There's not really much electric going yep. on there. So so, Ftron, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but like. <laughs> Eventually, like though, towards the end, I think 2016, 2015, maybe they were running batteries. So, um, yeah, it did get there officially. Yeah. But all right. So we're almost, we're almost through here. Um, uh, so we've got the sport back now again, S as version of it. I, I, I like, I like the shape of this car. I mean, just to, you know, we're, I'm dogging on the names, but I mean, in terms of the vehicles, it's really, I, th I think it's a nice, you know, it is a nice stylistic thing to include in a, in a, in an e-market right now, electronic yeah. market where Audi's just kind of getting in and, you know, maybe not everybody wants to start with a, with an SUV straight up. And so, you know, I think this is a nice kind of working its way into that performance segment from, from that, you know, sexing it up for lack of a better term, like you said. It's kind of um, where the market is. And I'll tell you, like mm -hmm. it, that, you know, the only difference between that and the, and the I'm going to call it the long roof, right? The, the crossover, the one that I have. Um, yeah. It, it, the only difference is that back, right? It's like an in an RS7 versus an RS6, right? Like the the back is right. is more long roofed, if you will. But like it's um, I, I we so we run 
22s on ours in the summer. So more similar mm-hmm. to like that sort of presence. We get more comments on yeah. the car, like just park places or my wife will like, she said she was just at the orthodontist the other day and like the guy checking the kids in because COVID, she has to wait outside, the kids go in. And the guy checking the kids right. in was like, yeah, I checked in my daughter and then was like, just picking her brain about the car. Like, tell me more about it. It's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, I know the Q5, yeah. I know the Q7. What is this? This is hot. Um, <laughs> so like, it's it's a great car, but it's, yeah, it's where the market is, crossovers. Yep. Uh, and then we go to my personal okay. favorite for 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 both reasons i mean this car i love this car i mean it's it's a beautiful car it's getting great reviews it is you know it is similar to the tycon in terms of performance but i actually prefer this look over the over the tycon and um you know otherwise it's a lot of good bits are the same and um but man do we really hit this nomenclature issue uh with a hammer here if so if you were building some sort of theory as to how they were using the convention. Yeah. Um, this'll this'll really take you for a, a spin. So the the e-tron GT is uh e-tron with the GT grand touring, right? So it's right. an old school, old school reference to a, a, a touring car. Um by the way, I I I hate when BMW started adding GT when they had that that sloped back in you know, a sport yeah. back and they call, started calling things GT too. I, I mean, you know, GT five, whatever, you know, that five number like, number. It was, uh, it seemed like BMW trying too hard. The, the, um, yeah. So GT, yeah. GT, we're saying Gran Turismo, Gran Touring has been a sort of idiom of cars for, you know, as long, nearly as long as cars have been around. And more recently, yeah. In in modern car history, you think of like the great GT cars, and it's like the you know the the, the Aston Martins and the the front engine Ferrari two fifties and like the you know the Jaguar E Type and and then later as you get more into the Rat era, the Ur Quattro is very much more of a Grand Touring versus like um, an R eight, which is less. It's more of like an exotic, right? Like it's the mid engine, right? But like typically, like this sort of proportion of a front engine. You look at how long that blue car is behind you over your shoulder. And, and yep. particularly ahead of the A pillar, it's it's that was very much their point of trying to make this a a, a GT. So yeah, and it, it it accomplishes that right. I think it's yeah. uh, really nice, really great lines. It's got some meat on the haunches there. You know, it just looks aggressive, but it's not not overdone. Um, so they call it the Etron GT. I I get that. I mean, I can get behind that given. E-tron being, yeah. I mean, if it's a drive, if it's a mobility train moniker or whatever. Um, but the RS version is called the RS E-tron GT, and very important to keep in mind where the RS is. Uh, and in fact, if you look at the the back of the car, uh, it puts RS on the left hand side, license plate E-tron GT. So to me, they're trying to tell you very clearly that the RS goes in front of the e-tron GT, but the other S or performance models of the e-tron have the S after the e-tron, as you mentioned earlier. So um, it becomes what would have called the prefix suffix issue, where uh, essentially, if the e-tron badge is intended to become a mobility train what's the proper way to say it uh it's not a, i think it's not like a it's, it's a type it's a, it's more a mobility, it's a type type. Of mobility right 
it, right. uh, as I, as yeah, it seems so it's they're using it now. Combustion it's just, or electric. Right. If it's full electric, not hybridized in any way, then it's an e-tron. Right. So, yeah, but, but you, so you if could that's, have, go, if that's like, what we're going for coming, and coming out is later this year, Q4 e-tron, right? So now you've got right. a Q right. four sized e-tron suffix. Yes. And, and they, they're very intentionally marketing that, Hey, uh, after these guys, these three, the Q4 e-tron, this is how we're going to call everything. It'll be the, oh, are they? you know, they're going to try to stick to even numbers. Yeah. They're trying to stick to even numbers being e-tron and odd numbers being not e-tron, at least in the Q line. I don't, I don't think that works as well in the A line, but anyway, uh, we'll see how they, how that goes, but that's the intent. So, so they want to, to start with the Q uh and start using these badges right starting next year right so if that's the case then what we have here i'm sorry to say my four ringed friends is a prefix suffix suffix or maybe it's suffix suffix prefix and you know you see the problem I, there's no I, noun there's, there's I, no, think, <laughs> I think it's safe there's to no say noun. rs when it leads is an audi like rs q3 no, because CTRS, it's a suffix. You're right. Hmm. RS3. Yeah. So in TTRS speak, it's a suffix, but I think that's the only instance of suffix. Otherwise, it's, yeah. it's this prefix. Right. It, in, in, in Audi world, right? It, in Porsche, you know, they use well, that a lot of RS. I mean, that's a whole other question, right? We, we, I remember we, you first threw your column idea at me, and that was kind of the conversation of like, what does it stand for? Like at Porsche, it's definitely Rensport. And I remember once, right. I'm, I'm going to name drop, but like saying RS meaning Rensport to Tom Christensen. And he's like, is that what it means? And I was thinking like, Tom Christensen doesn't know. Maybe, maybe I made an assumption here, right? Because that guy should know. So like, right. um, maybe he's just messing with me. I don't know if that's Tom next time I talk to him, but like maybe it means rally sport at, you know, at, you know, who knows? Cause Audi has that great rally history. Not like the, not right. the dumpy mid level Camaro rally sports, but like the, but like the, <laughs> but like real rally, which Audi actually has some credentials in. Um, but like, yeah, I don't, and here's the other side of it. It's, it's, if you were going to make any, e, like, cause there's an e-tron GT and an RS e-tron GT, what if you wanted to have an S? Because if the if there were right. like a mid-range one, right? Like if there were, because then the e-tron, it's the e-tron S. It's not the S e-tron. So. Right. And, you know, another kind of associated minor gripe is if you look at the e-tron GT and the RS e-tron GT, there's not the same level of difference in terms of the exterior yeah. as a typical RS to S or even a or Q platform car. Right. I mean, you've got, um, I think, you know, you get some carbon fiber, uh, you can get a carbon fiber roof. Um, you get, uh, the, the front grill is a bit different. Um, is and it, you get the RS badge on the back, is but the, is the I'm, I'm hard to find. Well, it's the coloring. I think, um, uh, I don't think a good color match. I don't think you color match an RS. I think it's got don't I it's don't the same pull up, pull up the configuration. Pattern, I have no idea. Right. But the bumper is this exact same, right? Like I think that's where yeah. I can I can tell you the the little man behind the curtains. Like I can tell you why I think it's that way, right? The inside baseball answer. But yeah. like 
Yep. What's interesting here is you have like the e-tron GT, which is no slouch, right? It's a legit, practically six-figure car, like borderline six-figure, yep. literally borderline. And then you have the RS. The bumpers are the same, exactly. The fenders are the same, exactly. Um, you know, wheel difference, yeah. badge difference. And and so you could maybe beat up on it and say, well, it's just badges, but it's not. We all know like the power level. And I think even at right. Porsche with Taycan, you had a similar thing, right? Where like, there's really no differentiation yeah. between a Same 4S thing. and a turbo where in a 911, there's definite differentiation between a 4S and a turbo. So like, I, right. the, the reason for that, I'm sure, is that uh, this this car is built by the former, the, the organization formerly known as Quattro Gambeja, another ubiquitous Quattro okay. term, right? But yep. like, they changed its name to Audi Sport. Right. And, and um, Gambeja, and, and, so they don't really do S cars, right? And like, so this is, this car is a little bit more right. like the R8, right? Right, where there's no SR8, there's no RSR8. You either have, you know, R8 right. kind of does what R8 wants to do. And I suspect that's what's happening here too, yeah. which is like, Audi Sport don't play that, right? Like, we're, we're just going to do what we want to do and that's good. Right. And it works because we are really good at doing yeah. what we do. But um, but yeah, it's it's tough to, from uh, the, pre the challenge of that is you have the overall Audi Lexicon, the brand formula that's like, a as line s rs you know and maybe rs plus right and that's you have these yeah. like and like s line competitions and like these nuanced whatever is along the way in different places but you yeah. have this amazing formula that works and like this is just kind we of all like, know. yeah we don't care about the formula <laughs> well, whatever we're just gonna do what we want to do and the other side of this is <laughs> GT, so there's the Coupe GT, which was like cool, but not that cool, right? Like it wasn't the Quattro. Um, and then there was right. the R8 GT, which was like the, the like the badass R8, like the first real badass R8. Yeah, yeah. Not not that all R8s aren't badass to a degree, but like the one that was like, you know, yeah. the big flex was the GT. Next up. So, yeah. Did you notice and, Motor uh, Trends? Since, since you wrote this column, Motor Trend got it. Like right. They drove the car and they called it the e-tron GTRS. RS, yeah. So did a couple vloggers, you know, that, that do car reviews. Um, uh, you know, a bunch got it right too, but they they weren't reading the uh, rear deck lid to uh, to get the yeah. instruction manual on how to how to pronounce the car. Did, did you see um, Doug DeMoreau was like, RS on this side? <laughs> Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, he's like the detail out, guy, right? right? He got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's way over here. So it's like, each right. GT well, is over here. He also said he asked them about it because he was Kidding. He was a bit confused, you know, with the what meant what kind of a thing. And so, yeah, the answer was, look at the, the instructions are on the deck lid, essentially, is the, it was the answer yeah. to, to the question. Um, I will I will say I was just at Cars and Coffee this morning and uh, one of my friends, uh, a retired gentleman who's got a really wonderful, some would say awful, but I would say wonderful car habit. And he's got this huge collection of really cool stuff. And he just showed up this morning in like a, a an AMG 63 E-Class wagon and beautiful car, but like under on this, just on the side badge alone, it was like AMG 63, formatic plus, like all these, like I, I, you got to hand it to Audi with that. They're not like, they don't, they don't, they right. don't just put all these badges down the side to like cover you know like everything the, the spec list on the on the quarter panel of the car yeah exactly so yeah so i i mean again you know from i haven't had the pleasure but from what i hear and see you know the car itself is 
is uh, doing everything that Audi wants to in terms of entering an electric market in a performance you know, perspective. I think really the only thing going against it compared to almighty Tesla is range. And then alongside of that is the ability to charge it right in, in the real world outside of your house and finding those, find those different places to do that uh, compared to Tesla's network, which I think so, is a problem that will be solved in short order, right? Very short As, order, uh, I think. Yeah. I've had, so I've had my e-tron for a year and a half and like 20,000 miles. You get like, here's a couple things one you get like 2,000 miles of free charging at electrify america which is mm-hmm. fast charging and um so i've only just used that literally i st- i ran out of my credits last weekend on a road trip with my wife so um that means like 10 percent of the time is all on public charging everything else is charge at home in which case you don't care about the speed because you know charges right. in like six seven hours uh, yeah. on the level two in my house. And so like, and my wife charges for free at work. So it's super cheap to operate in that regard. Even charging on Electra America is like a fraction of paying for petrol. So, yeah. Um, so it's really affordable to run. And, and what I'm curious is more, so in the year and a half we've owned ours, there are a lot more Electra Americas around and there are other high capacity, uh, either 50 kilowatt, which is like the old style of fast charge. Like when some of the early electric cars were coming out and then, um, now 150 or 350 or 120, maybe it is, I, I can't remember. Um, and 350 are the fast ones that Electrify America offers. And we're, whenever we, like there are a lot more of them now. And most of the main routes, if you look at Electrify America's map, it's exploding. And given they're not the only one and everybody but Tesla is standardized, like Tesla, the sheer number are, are you already got way more chargers for non-Teslas, but on top of that, the fast, the quick chargers, I think Tesla's lead will be gone here in another, probably, I don't know, yeah. I'm not an expert, but probably in another year or so. So like, I don't really know that that's a thing. And these things charge fast. Like the, the I don't know about these, but I know these are better ability to take a charge than the e-tron and the e-tron will, just the way it does it is you, it charges um, at, almost like full like peak charging from like 20 percent to 80 percent and then drops down to like 50 kilowatt from you know or kind of trails off to 50 kilowatt till you get to 100 right if you're charging to 100 or like the the tesla's drop off after 50 it just sort of and the other challenge you have to watch when you stop to charge is tesla superchargers they will split so if you have two cars on the same supercharger it's split the charge between the two where electrify america doesn't do that so yeah um it's 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 time it's timing you know yeah. again just catching up uh to the market the space so um yeah so there's two the two we we talked about both of them but the the q4 being the first properly labeled e-tron according to audi um uh coming up i guess it's on its way already really because it probably depends where you are they, and they then, just showed um, a prototype of that car like a you know how like early e-tron they, they put a livery on it and called it a prototype yeah yeah, yeah. It was a full production car they just showed the full production version of that last week in like with a livery on it so you can't really see the lines um so, and i expect it'll probably be here in the market by like like literally in the u.s before the end of the year probably yeah. sometime in like q3 and then the Sportback will follow, which looks yeah. good. Again, I thought uh, you know a Q4 and a Sportback one. It looks really, looks really sharp. So, looking forward to that. And then, uh, yeah, I threw at the end our 
my favorite just because you know it didn't quite fit. And then the other thing I was looking up in terms of motorsport was um, they do technically call the E Formula E's an e-tron, although they don't badge them anywhere in marketing on the vehicle, right on the livery. I couldn't, I don't think I see e-tron, but they they call it the e-tron. You know, it is called an e-tron. It's its internal designation at the least is e-tron. It, it is on the livery, and it's it says uh, no. Up until this year, they were running a spec motor. And I think spec batteries. Oh, so, yes, because it's the, this is this, and this is their, yeah, and this is the end of it too. This is their last. Right. Yeah. So they, they developed their own motor, and I think they decided at that point they were gonna. They called it to pull, pull yeah, the plug. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the um, what is it? Uh, Richard Branson's team, uh, Virgin, will still run. Virgin. Yeah. Virgin Virgin is gonna run the car another year yet. So um we'll get one more we'll have this season of Audi yet and then the following season of mission virgin will still be running Audis. but yeah okay. it'll be interesting to see what they call the lamar car in 2023 because that's going to be right. a, a hybrid so will they call it yeah. yep i mean it feels like they would should get one why start making sense with its use now and two it is a, i mean if anything the motorsports branding of a concept for Audi would that that'd be the place to do it right if you want to get right on noticed and associate it with you know championships and success I mean that's that's how Quattro got you know pushed into the rest of the models through through its success so I mean it makes sense from that perspective so I would I'd be more surprised if we didn't see Tron label on that car somewhere yeah it was interesting I think I'm trying to think I could be totally wrong on this so um, sorry folks, if you're listening and I got this wrong, but like the, um, the Pikes or not Pikes Peak, the, uh, Dakar car that they teased a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that they're going back to Dakar with this yes. e-tron, yeah. but it's got like a two liter turbo. I forget what they called it. Like it might've been range extender that they said, but it was like, it's not a hybrid, <laughs> but like, right. Like it, the reality is if you're going to Dakar, you're not, you're a little bit far yeah. beyond range. Right. So like. Right. Aren't going to be right. <laughs> high capacity chargers in wherever Paris to the car is now. It's not, unfortunately, it doesn't run to the car anymore. I think it's in Dubai is where they run it nowadays. But, um, well, yeah. they may have electric chargers there then. Maybe so. And <laughs> so they'll be able to jump. They'll be able to jump from building to building. And, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. On a full, on a full charge. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so hopefully that gives a little bit of insight. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not out of my mind. There's, if you look at the history, uh, the visual history, it's it's a bit tenuous sometimes to figure out what what they were doing, what they are going to do, and you know what will your e-tron be referred to in ten years? How will they I, refer to you, that car? It just struck me, like going back to what we were saying about how, like, you know, Audi Sport can't be hot and play that, right? Like they're not going to do an S version, yeah. Um, but there's part of like going back to the R8 model, right? Like there's no RS R8, there's no R8 RS, there's no right, right? RS V10 R8. Like there's, it's just R8 or R8, you know, V10 competition or V10 plus GT, whatever. So could they have done that even where it was like e-tron GT, like e-tron GT is the thing. And then it's this, you know, e-tron GT performance, e-tron GT plus or whatever that like, kind of follows in the vein of the R8 as this sort of Audi sport above it, above all the formula kind of, you know, doing whatever the 
you know, what because RS is sort of like when Audi Sport puts the magic touch on a on a more mundane right. on Audi. A- Yep. Like every day, every man Audi, like an A6 Amant. Oh, you want to touch us to touch the A6 Amant? Here's the RS6 and like, you right. know, cue the angels and it sounds amazing and the car's badass. Yeah. But like, yeah. but like the R8 GT needs no such angel touching, right? Like it's, it's, it is the R8 is the R8. So like, I kind of, well, yeah, I kind of think it it's came out of the stable, right? Yeah. It and came I'm out like that. Yeah. Exactly. It just dropped out of heaven, like, like this. <laughs> This is all coming, by the way, this is all probably me being skewed because I put an early, I put my, I was like first on the list at my dealer for e-tron GT, like a, you know, yeah. when the concept for showed, I was like, I want, is there anybody on your list? No, put me on it. And then, uh, and then this, and then it drops and um, my dealer's like, yeah, uh, you wanted the e-tron GT, not the RS e-tron GT. We already have a line for that one now too. <laughs> right? Like, so like, it's, right. What? <laughs> like if I said first R8, I meant first R8. I didn't mean. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, the, the, I, I just don't get why they had, I don't really get the naming on this. I mean, I love the car. I want one. I lust after it, but I don't get the naming on it. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, what you call it's one thing, but that's why the title of the article is what's, what's in a name, you know, play on, on Shakespeare's play of the yeah. same name. But, uh, at the end of the day, you know, you get the cars in your driveway or your garage and you get it. I mean, doesn't matter what it's called it's it's still everything it is and all the the greatness of audi uh, but you know you, you go to a party and you say i got an e-tron i'll tell you one thing if i had an rs e-tron gt i'd be making sure i used all the alphabet soup i'd be using all my prefixes and suffixes because yeah. i wouldn't want to be confused no offense with the e-tron you know <laughs> i think that's what i'm gonna do i'm the first day that they deliver an rs e-tron gt to the guy who got in line in front of me? I'm gonna pull up and yep. be like, "Oh, you have an Etron? I do too." Right. <laughs> and I'll be driving my wife's crossover. That's right. We're the same. <laughs> and he'll be like, "Hey, buddy, we're not the same." Right. Right. Yeah. So there you have it. That's the that's the crux uh, of my my complaint. Properly shoved at the back of the book. Um, so in case people get tired reading, they won't even get to it. Uh, which, we're, which I'm hoping nah. uh, all the Audi brass uh, get too tired to read to the end. It is my hope <laughs> that like what I love about this brand, I would hope at times it, it not be taken too seriously, right? This is meant from a, a yeah. place of love. And, and uh, if you can't have fun with the people you love, then who can you have fun with? So that's right. Nobody. Yeah. Um, and again, nothing to do with it's before. It's just, it's just badging, right? And badges it, have caused chaos throughout the automotive industry right um yeah so it's just another chapter in that book uh which would probably be a good one disasters auto brand nomenclatures yeah yeah hey it's no mustang yes yeah. <laughs> i mean they didn't do the mach-e thing so that's uh yeah that's our mustang mach-e well, thing. Even, so even Baki, there again, like you go into their your marketeers versus your engineers, right? And and mm-hmm. tr- truth in engineering, Borsprung Dirk Technique, whatever. Like Audi yeah. is an engineering brand. When I, when I, especially I come to expect it from Ford, right? Where you know you have the Mark Mark One through Eight at Lincoln's, and then you get the the MKX, right? Which we don't even know what Mark is anymore. So I, we're just gonna make it our right. alphanumeric. And yeah. and then you have the Mach E, which Mach is a speed, but E is a 
electric it's not even roman numeral right like <laughs> you can't even say that so like it's just well e for electric and speed so there you go and mm -hmm. um and mustang because it's the heritage of speed there well i i get the it's kind of look it's it's the nomenclature equivalent to what my e-tron crossover is right like audi looked at the market and said we're going to launch one electric car what can we launch and they didn't yep. hear me go i'm making an a5 sportback and i'll buy one for myself right like it was right right it, it was the crossover and so we got one for my wife because that's what she drives and it's been a great family car but like the crossover was the smart play because it'll sell everyone they can build yeah right yep and and yep. my guess is from a nomenclature standpoint they were like why don't we put them you know if it was such a, a an earth shaker when tesla launched with the roadster because it was sexy versus like some yeah you know, just the sedan like maybe we should launch mustang is our sexiest brand name most successful most heritage let's throw that on it and hope nobody yeah. calls it like a, a mustang too <laughs> or whatever <laughs> wasn't that the one the charlie's angel show like the weird looking one the mustang yeah the, failure, the, the like late 70s it's probably ironic cool now yeah Yes, yeah. yes. It's, so they didn't do that. Yeah, underpowered on top of everything. Yeah, well, the 70s. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, what wasn't underpowered in the 70s? That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I give Ford a, a lot harder time, though, because, you know, Tesla was coming into, they were inventing the market in a, in a way, right? I mean, in at least for the consumer side of it. So, yeah. Uh, you know, they use the Roadster because, that was that's going to appeal to the one the people could afford it in the first place right it was going to be that that group and it'd be fun to run around in a full electric super uh you know miata sized creation so that that all made sense to me but you know you can't leverage the mustang brand and then shove it into a car i don't know i i take personal umbrage against that you know we, just let's look at it a different way right <laughs> like the question is do you do I think they Ford went kind of safe, right? Like actually, I just saw my first Mach-E at, at literally last weekend on that road trip at an Electrify America station. I ran into two Ford engineers testing uh, oh. a mule of, uh, I guess their production now, they're dealers, but like they were still doing some, I don't know, charging testing or something. But it's very much that sort of e-tron sport back, you know, yeah. um, that, roof line. And I'm standing there like comparing, like with one engineer where we're, we're kind of hanging out by the chargers chatting and, and uh, you know, he's like, he was curious about the e-tron and he's like, what's your range? What do you, you know, it turns out we're pretty much nearly the same spec, right? Like they're basically very similar from a performance standpoint. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, it was, it's, while well, it's a sexy, you know, it's like the e-tron sport back basically by Ford and probably yeah. different materially and whatever. But I guess I, you look at it and go Volkswagen, I guess a better comparison. They just came like literally at dealers. Now they just started delivering ID4s, which is uh, very yeah. similar to um, the Q4 e-tron, uh, or at least yep. the, I think the Q4 e-tron will be more close to the, the when the all-wheel drive ID4 comes out. I think that the, the lower powered rear-wheel drive ID4 is what's hitting the market now. And I, I don't think Audi's coming right. for that. Yes. But, um, yeah. but would Volkswagen have been better off in like, I'm sure somewhere they were like picking their you know, one ID four is another thing. Like, what the hell are they doing with the naming? The ID thing. I, I don't. I mean, keep beating up on naming, but like, um, <laughs> but like, uh, anyway, where I'm going with that is they could have. They probably chose. Okay, we have this MEB architecture. 
we're going to launch the first electric product for Volkswagen, uh, not counting e-golf. What are we going to call it? Right. And like somewhere, I mean, they launched the ID three in Germany, but like, cause the golf's going to be what sells over there over here. They were like, let's do the crossover itself. But would they have been better off launching the microbus because iconic, highly sought after creates a buzz, yep. like literally, yep. which is why they call it, I think the ID buzz, but like, it's, it is, it's going to get all the headlines when that thing finally arrives. And like, you know, I think initial responses to ID4 is like, oh, it's, it's a crossover, right? Like it's, they're right. going to sell right. a million of them. It's all predestined, right? Like no question about that. Yep. But like, you know, would they have made more of a statement or would Ford have made more of a statement doing a, maybe like a four door low slung fastback Mustang, right? than like this thing yeah i don't know small volume like the yeah like the in in the vein of tesla yeah i could i mean obviously like you said they went after they went after what they're going to sell the most on but then they they tried to scoop up all the other history yeah. of the brand you know and then just throw it on the badges and that's that's you should be careful with your badges badges mean they mean something they mean something to us and uh yeah. we like to run around and tell everybody what we have uh what we're driving well, and trim well, levels and everything ford, and uh other than, hard. <laughs> other than mustang so that's probably the family jewels right there ford hasn't been okay maybe the pickup trucks too ford has never been one to really stick with name badges right they'll dust right. them off once in a while right. but they're there there's by no means i think that's where like when it comes to the germans and so why i beat up on bmw early on or why we're having some fun mm -hmm. with audi here with with the gt is that like they have such like like just this it's it's a brand speak it's a i can yep. say i can say uh you know a4 2.8 or a you know even less probably more coded with like the 330 right and like most you know, you say 330 to most any German car enthusiast, and they're going to be like, oh, E30? You know, E46? E right. No, E20? What, you know, or E21, I guess it was, right? So, like, what, like, it's a, it's a language we as car nerds speak. And, like, yeah. so th that's something where, like, it's nice to have that inside baseball language. And I get the feeling like marketers, like, have no, there's no lexicon they're really too concerned about. They're right. just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. What, what makes a good story? And, like, but it just seems so wrong and kind of like, you know, when you see a 330 is a 2.0 liter, whatever, <laughs> right. you're kind of like, what the hell, guys? You know, like it's it's the nerds who help sell a lot of other cars and, you know, right. act as ambassadors for these brands are, are kind of put off. So, yeah, I mean, you could be it didn't matter what fan you were, you know, BMW, Audi, Mercedes, but, you know, how many other makes and models can you run around saying uh, it's a b7 a4 yeah. or an e90 m3 you know like yeah. or a w124 and, 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 like, and we're not I'm not even a mercedes guy right but i think that's an e-class exactly right, right? Uh, but we all know each other's because it's a recipe and it's easy it's like this yeah. plus this equals this yeah and you go outside and you know into the, the japanese market american market and they just call them things or made up words and you know there's yeah. no then they just throw s's and rs all over the place they don't mean anything consistent right. and and so yeah i mean to me they the mistake audi made or what they didn't capitalize on is keeping that and instead just 
kind of played around with a bunch of prefixes and suffixes that that are cool and mean oh. something but together i'm lost as to what so, what so you, you kind of reminded me of one other thing i think we didn't cover but i think we ought to which is um so you have the germans have always been good at alphanumerics right and and other people try to copy that whether it was you know lexus launching themselves in the 90s or like whether it was <laughs> you know in the 2000s yeah. linking going from names to mk you know whatever uh letter they felt like throwing at it and and um but like the the germans were always very formulaic with one exception of the germans sold here in the us and that was volkswagen right so you have golf right. Scirocco, yes corrado whatever but what was interesting even about right. volkswagen and what i always kind of respected about them was they they kind of went their own way than than the other the prestigious germans by kind of having these names but they still stuck with that underlying germanic quality of sticking with the engineering elements in a in a way that they sort yeah. of created these sub brands around their engine technology right so you had the the 16 valve or you had the g60 or you had the vr6 yeah. right and these so so that you had these identities around the powertrains which was interesting that i don't think right. a lot of other brands ever really fully achieved right like you you, you had the displacement at the prestigious the german luxury brands um right but you don't you don't really have this sort of like engine technology i don't know i could be wrong there's probably examples of it elsewhere in the in the in the you know you can point like what was the like the the, the supra motor that everybody loves but there was no branding for that on the supra right like there was no right, right. it wasn't like the corrado g60 or the corrado vr6 and you knew the difference between right. that and i guess where i'm going with that is more whether it's it's the branded name like 16 valve g60 vr6 or whether it's the the displacement formula that's been at and you know audi it's always been like the you know a6 4.2 a6 2.7 t 30 t whatever um and they kind of cheated a little bit when the supercharged one came out right because right. it was a 30 t yeah. and it wasn't uh turbo but like but like i guess that's the what i'm waiting for people to do rather than this 55 junk that we've seen is to like come up with some sort of engineering derived term for uh, you know for for describing what's in that car so whether it's like the i don't know however you would measure like the diameter of an electric motor right like the what's it called <laughs> like the you know like the, the, the thing that spins the copper you know what i mean yeah or, or whether it's yeah, the yeah. battery size like i heard an interesting idea on another podcast but it was like tony Kroger from car and driver was like they should have called the you know the ford electric like the galaxy and then like name the range so like the galaxy 200 the galaxy 300 the galaxy 500 like if it's if they're yeah. able to get the range to that now there's probably that's probably problematic because like depending on cold or warm weather you know you're gonna have the yeah. gal right. galaxy instead of the galaxy 200 you're gonna have like the galaxy 160 right and yeah. like everybody's right. gonna be saying, false advertising and it's all gonna go down right. thanks tony <laughs> <laughs> but like but i guess what i'm wondering is like is there a way to like maybe even brand either like volkswagen did with the vr6 and the g60 to sort of like come up with some sort of engineering derived designation for you know the one motor or the two motor or the you know like a yeah. like a, a way to say like maybe the i'm not displacement wouldn't be the word for an electric motor but there's got to be something to designate the size of the motor right right and 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 uh or maybe like the battery size combined with the size of the motor i don't know I, I mean it can't be that hard right like it's something that's something that's legitimately measurable versus like arbitrary 55 right it could be a two liter in this car uh, literally the q5 
TFSIE, I believe is a 55. So like that's a two liter hybrid that's a 55. And then the e-tron, which is a 55. And then what the three liter turbo, all ice, A6 might be a 55. I don't know. But like that's that arbitrary 55 is like three different technologies at least. And there's probably a TDI right. 55 in your, you know, somewhere in Germany that like. Right. Yeah. Don't give me a number. <laughs> like, like give me, give me a, a number that means something that like stands for something. I kind of like. Right. TFSIE. At least you can correlate it. Yeah. Like TFSIE. I was like, all right. Yeah. Like I, I literally was like nerdy enough that when they launched that nomenclature on the hybrids and I, I think it launched with like the Q5 and like this most recent round, right? A6 and in Europe. Right. A7. Yeah. Before they started adding the 55 and I was like, I, if I had an A3 e-tron, I would be pulling those e-tron badges off it and putting like TFSIE on the back. And you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but, yeah, because yeah. I'm a nerd. But, but like it means something and now e-tron no longer means hybrid so that's why i would be pulling that off right because i don't want to say i'm not the guy right. with the m badge on the you know the 320i but like yeah yeah exactly yeah that's the other side of the badging right badge abuse um when people put that's a whole other topic people badging rebadging their cars to pretend they're things that they're not uh i mean how yeah, we that, that's that. a pretty cheap mod for all you. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go up and buy my e-tron GT slide, right. <laughs> which isn't an RS. Then I'll go to the parts counter and get RS badges. And just get that. Yeah. You only need one. Uh, oh, there's outside. one on the grill too. There's one on the flank or one on the, the butt and one on the grill. Hmm. So, I thought the grill yeah. was the same. I think there's one on the grill. Are we sure? I don't know. It's also new. I, you know, I didn't see it. If I make a stand that it is on the grill, then I will be wrong. <laughs> and if I don't make a stand, then I will be right. So I'm not making a stand. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll let us know. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have Thomas. to say that that Kimura gray uh, car behind you in your background looks. That's it's. Yeah. It's very distracting. Eye grabbing. I wish it. I wish it was in my background. Oh yeah, like legit. You're hanging out at your, <laughs> your, your yeah. Spanish villa and and uh, about to spin off down to. Uh, I don't know. This can't. This can't be uh, Austin because all of our palm trees are dead from the right. ice event. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So how would it was? Has that been like much talk there of like how would. I, I when I when you see electricity go off, that was kind of like all the all the idiots on the news up here were like, no, if you lived in Austin, you had an electric car, you wouldn't be able to go anywhere. Like, yeah, if you didn't have a charge <laughs> on it, <laughs> I guess. But like, if you did have a charge on it, you can power your house. So, you know, guess what? You couldn't go anywhere. There was nowhere to go. Yeah, everything was closed, and there was a sheet of ice on the ground. We have no infrastructure. There's no sand trucks. There's no plows. There's nothing. You just sit and wait for it to melt because normally it's gone in six hours so yeah. uh it didn't matter you didn't need to you didn't need power to your car because you couldn't go anywhere anyway so one well, arguably if the power kind does a, come back non-issue or if you had a charge on your car or the power does come back on and you can further power your car most electrics you can pull the power off of it and power your you know emergency heat or whatever else in your home off the car so mm -hmm. there's an advantage run the too, car right? as a like, generator yeah 
or, or yeah. just a battery uh, as a battery you know i think it's less of a generator yeah not storage. Really something to generate yeah but it's definitely storage yeah right? yeah yeah it's a a giant uh uh yeah usb drive or a right. usb um charger <laughs> yeah that's a good point i'm going to use that in my internal family marketing to work my way towards an e-tron something there you go dude i'll tell you what so <laughs> to be determined he, he, it's another bad analogy dad joke so, so to plug uh e-trons real quickly even if yeah. you are um plugging e-trons that could be that could be our name of the name of it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the e-tron podcast there you go oh thanks yeah. for having me all night uh, try, try the bench. but uh but no the the all right so e-tron they did lower the price and i think you get what in the high 60s now for e-tron crossover we talking suv yeah so what i have which ours was like not bad uh it's prestige and it was pretty loaded but here's the thing <laughs> at at auction it was so retail. I mean, you get the re on the new cars, you get the rebates. And for us, that was like, I think about nine grand between federal and state. Yeah. Um, and okay. so, and, and otherwise the, an e-tron new is like 85, like a loaded out every option text. Yeah. At least 2019 when we bought ours, that's what a loaded e-tron would have cost. That same loaded e-tron today as like, a, a on the wholesale market is like 55 grand. And like, I don't know what they're sitting for retail, like certified pre-owned at dealers, but if I were yeah. like a one-year-old e-tron CPO is a smoking deal. And, you know, like right now it is, Yeah, I, I think it's a hell of a lot of car for, you know, you know, I, I, while I don't for like having, since I bought my new, I don't like particularly take net depreciation hit. If I right. still hadn't bought right. one yet, I think I would be trying to pick a used one up, especially like find one of the cool, like launch edition, like the Daytona gray with the yellow brakes, everything else. Yeah. Like it was a cool looking car. Yep. But I don't know. So there, there's my e-tron plug. Buy a used one. Oh. If you if you can't afford it, uh, you know it'll be dinner conversation. <laughs> the other yeah, the other side of this was uh because my daughter just did an e-tron. She did a tell me only my daughter right. She did a story for the school newspaper that was like comparing gas to electric, <laughs> and and it was yeah. um it was comparing basically I had her compare the Q8 to the to the uh, uh, e-tron, right? Because they're similarly priced all the way across, yeah. right? And so okay. um, she, what I found out in kind of going through this with her was one operational costs are way lower, like fuel and not even counting for like oil changes and services. Uh, it's way lower to operate right. e-tron than it is the Q8. But on top of that, like the, the Q8, um, the, it just so happens the Q8, the e-tron and the RS5 are all priced about the same. And after like a year or two, I looked at like the residuals of like, I think the Q8 came out the same year to each 2019, they all come out the same year, right? So I looked at yeah, like yeah. residual values and these are like legit Mannheim wholesale numbers. So like what they transact for at auction. And um, the the Q8 was softer, uh, it was the softest of the three and the e-tron held its value roughly akin to um, RS5. RS5 was a little better, but mm -hmm. the e-tron held its value better than the Q8 did. So, hmm. you know, and that's not even counting the rebate, which you won't get if you buy a used one. You got to buy a new one to get the rebate. Yeah. But I'm sure the first year costs outweigh that gap anyway. You're still better off 
CPO. Oh yeah, a, for sure. From and a do- then you get the dollar extent, perspective, the extended warranty, and you know, I don't know how that affects because I know they already have a pretty long warranty on the batteries already. But yeah. I don't know how CPO affects that. I'm not really sure any of that. Cert- By the way, we keep throwing out CPO like everybody knows what it means. Certified pre-owned. That's when an Audi dealer sells one that's got an extended warranty. That's like the new car warranty, but it lasts like six years, 100,000 miles. So that's uh, when you go get a certified car at an Audi dealer, a certified Audi and an Audi dealer. That's what a CPO is. Right. Anyway. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I liked your, I liked your, yeah, yeah. And see, <laughs> like, I, I liked your column, dude. And I, I think I, we do get regularly get comments about your column. Like people enjoy it quite a bit. Um, Good. So uh, thanks for all you're doing back there in that last page of the book. I always kind of yeah. envision, envision that spot as sort of like, do you remember in the old days of like automobile and like Jamie Kitman would be back yeah. there? Yeah. That's yeah. kind of. I, I like that you're kind of serving that purpose back there and you're very good at it. So thanks for all you're doing. Yeah, no, I enjoy it. I like, uh, I like being back there and um, anyone has any topics. I mean, these, this stuff like this is, is my wheelhouse. I love, um, and we have plenty of great content and contributions about, you know, you want to know about whatever bespoke uh, Chewbacca colored R8 is out there. You know, there's, we have all that stuff in the magazine um, and I read through it myself and en- enjoy it. But um I like to capture, you know, kind of the other end of the being an uh, automotive enthusiast or Audi enthusiast and, and, you know, without people kind of a boring thing. So anything to do with this kind of left of center stuff, I, I love. So anybody has any ideas, something they think needs to be explored. Um, I'm, I'm happy to go exploring for you. Do a lot of, uh, you can, George will tell you, even though I'm writing a, uh, editorial piece i provide them with links and research data so i i uh <laughs> i take it pretty seriously even if it's just what i my own opinion you know it's uh try to back it up with with yeah, science yeah. we don't typically <laughs> have room for all that so it doesn't always make the books typically right. we run it on the website we will but i would say uh unless you you probably don't want to give out your personal email i uh if you don't i understand you can always send it to admin if you have any ideas for aaron for future columns admin at audiclubna.org and um, that comes into the main office and we can just forward it to him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you're welcome to share your <laughs> private one too, but I'm not here to push, push you to put your private one out there. So I'll, every it's, hacker uh, whoever listens to this iPad, <laughs> this, this podcast, I'll email you. It's rear spoiler at audiclub.org. <laughs> uh, is, do we have one set up for you? Uh, you will now, because I just, oh, I, suppose. I just spit it. <laughs> I, I guess I'll just have to... Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. It's by the way, it's AudiClubNA.org. If you did AudiClub.org, go to some other organization. <laughs> Just in well. case you see it to admin at, because the chances of me getting that set up, big time. <laughs> I know. We should do this more often. I'm trying to do more podcasts anyway, and Zoom makes it easier. So yeah, um, I listen to your um, uh, that that guy, the art, the, art, the Porsche Porsche selling yeah. Porsches. That was great. I started yeah, he, uh, following him and look at, you know, it's pretty interesting stuff. His stuff's great. Wait till you see what's in the magazine. The cover is really fantastic. It looks like a page out of a sketchbook. And um, oh, yeah, it's a little preview there. And and uh, he's so Ivan Shmatov is his name. Uh, buy Porsche to sell Porsche. Google it. It's let's like underscores in between all the yes. words. Right. Um, on uh, on Instagram. And he's a designer at Audi in Ingolstadt. And he's a really interesting guy 32 years old uh 
putting his stuff on Instagram. He's, he's very, not the traditional sort of executive, you know, at 32, he's, a, he's yeah, not, yeah. not a senior designer, but he's, he's, um, he's doing really cool stuff. And um, so no, he's, we'll touch on him in the next magazine. We just ran that one. I'm going to try and get this one published too. So we go to print, I believe Monday, which is tomorrow. So I'm going to try and get the recording version of this onto the podcast. Well, the video will probably get on YouTube if it recorded correctly. Yeah. Um, but, but hopefully so with all the work you did with your, your visuals. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll, we'll get this on there and, uh, hopefully this will also be linked in the magazine as well. And, and for anybody who happens to be reading the magazine and found this, if you look in the, in the Advent Schmaltop feature, there's also a link there to, to his podcast as well. So. Yeah. Really good stuff. Yeah. So we're trying to do more. So maybe, uh, as we come out with new issues, maybe you and I'll chat about other ways you're getting me into trouble with Audi by running your column. Um, yeah, or may, maybe uh, we'll get us out of trouble. Yeah, or you'll be telling ways. me about the long-term e-tron GT they sent your way. RS e-tron GT, no less. So, um, you know, you can let me know how that goes if they send you a free car. I will. But I won't write and drive. No, well, no. Only, only uh, we're not there yet, no matter how much Tesla people want to tell you we are. Yeah, and I'd, I'd prefer, I'd prefer to drive, actually. Uh, I'll let the AI do it on the commute but uh i'd like to enjoy the rs e-tron gt i said it right yeah. <laughs> all right well good deal sir yeah man that's uh that's the news folks and we're out of here <laughs> remember uh, you need your uh you need your exit drop uh music or engine right. noise or we, electric. we should use the e-tron gt uh noise as the intro because I, I we have the very in the beginning of typically in the podcast we have that early like yeah. the five cylinder driving yes. away thing yep yep they should Maybe do I'll, the e-tron. I'll, I'll i do like the e-tron gt sound yeah like their motion sound not i mean the backup and forward coasting you know don't hit people ones are are fine but i really like their you know they put they actually put research into that um, yeah they had audio scientists actually trying to develop that electric-y engine you know v10 kind of electric-y sound and i think it comes off really well it uh, it sounds cool it is a cool sound i will say i i love it but at the same time i'm waiting for somebody to do t two things having had it like ours one turn off allow you to turn up the volume if you want a little more mm -hmm. presence right yeah and uh and two is uh allow you to try different stuff right like yeah like yeah, yeah. throw a five-cylinder <laughs> a five-cylinder uh engine note on there why not right like right are you allow me to go into like audi drive select how about like audi engine tone select or yeah. or engine note or whatever we want to well you can it. turn this you can adjust the sound factor uh in other models it's really right. no different right it's just that right cone thing that uh, pushes more Audi. noise through the cabin. Audi tone select, Audi sound select. I'm, I'm just trying to come up names so we don't have to kick it over to the marketing people and they'll come on and say. It would be the, it'll yeah. be the e, ET sound select PSQ. <laughs> bang, bang it all off some bows. <laughs> <laughs> sound plus GT. <laughs> uh, oh well. All right, man. Well, I thank you for all your time this afternoon. Yeah, no, it was cool. And uh, hopefully people yeah. enjoy an hour and a half of us complaining. About you can 
You can trim. You can trim it. You can trim some things, probably. 